0: Welcome to episode thirty-two of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia, and I'm Dave. And this week we are doing a character analysis of Lorelai Gilmore, who is played by Lauren Graham.
1: Yeah, you can pretty much say that uh, Lorelai is the glue that sort of holds the show together. I mean, of course, any one character that you know from the main ones that would leave you, you'd have a pretty crappy show. But it really gets down to the mother and the daughter. I mean. There's a show called The Gilmore Girls. There they are. So you really It's not called
0: Logan Huntsburg No, it's uh, not, Alicia. So
1: you can't have it without Rory, and you can't have it without Lorelai. Just about everybody else can come and go, um, and you could still have the show. You know what I mean? So saving uh, Rory and Lorelai for last year for our analysis was a pretty good idea on your part. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we decided to do that for the summer, and then we have gotten a lot of requests for some of the other characters, like Taylor and Miss Patty and all those people, and we're going to get to them in one of the many breaks that the Gilmore Girls takes during the year, um, but for the summer, we wanted to cover all of the main characters for sure, so that's why we did what we did. So, are you ready to talk about Lauren? I sure am. First, we're going to do like a quick and dirty bio. Of her and her filmography and all the good stuff. Right. So, she was actually born in Honolulu, but she grew up in Northern Virginia. So,
1: I wonder how long she st- was in Honolulu. Probably I mean,
0: not very long.
1: No, Lorelai. Se- Lorelai sounds sort of Hawaiian. Is that? Hmm. Am I way off base there?
0: Well, I would? Yeah, probably because her parents were Anglo Saxons.
1: Oh, dang it!
0: And Lauren is very American, so I don't oh. know. Either one has a Hawaiian.
1: Yeah, but Lorelai—that's a unique name. Yeah. Wait, that's our show name. Yeah, I know. Dang that's it. why I
0: was looking at you weird. <laughs>
1: Never mind. I get so there's a lot of names to memorize. I mean, as, as a podcaster, not only do I have to know the uh, characters' first and last name, or and who they're related to, but also the actor that plays them. And sometimes I get them interchanged. And you I do I mean? a pretty
0: good job considering that in real life you barely know anybody's name except for mine. My-
1: oh, seriously.
0: And your family members? Yeah. Do you even get them mixed up sometimes? And I don't
1: want anybody to get the impression that they're not important, but I don't remember names, so sorry. You know what I mean? like. Just
0: like you don't remember dates.
1: Oh, for, yeah, real bad at that.
0: Okay, back to Lauren. Uh, she was raised by her single dad because her parents divorced when she was five, and her dad has my dream job, I think. He's a lobbyist Mm -hmm. for the chocolate and confection industry. Whoa. I would be perfect at that job.
1: I didn't know that they need lobbyists.
0: I didn't either, but (laughs) I'm going to look into it. Like
1: alcohol, tobacco, I knew that, but one of the other, uh, you know, sinful things you can do is chocolate, huh? They got lobbyists.
0: It's not sinful.
1: Well, you know what I mean. One of the things that, you know, feels really good to do, I'm surprised the government hasn't regulated that in some way. There's no Surgeon General's warning on the side of, like, you know, your chocolate bar.
0: Well, apparently her dad does a great job, which is why they haven't done that, you know. But, Mr. Graham, whenever you retire, I'll be willing to take your place, so call me. Okay, um, she went to Columbia University and got her Bachelor of Arts degree in English.
1: Again, adding to the uh, list of educated people that were on the staff of Gilmore Girls, the cast.
0: And she got her master's in acting from Southern Methodist University, which I believe is in Texas. So um, she wanted to be a jockey, but she was too tall.
1: As in, like a horse jockey? Uh huh. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I can't. I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah.
0: Um, she's not married, and I don't know if she's dating anybody at the moment. But she has dated a bunch of actors in the past. Um, the two that I recognize um, were Tate Donovan, who I know him best as Jimmy Cooper on The O.C.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The O.C. Yeah. She's not married, so I really don't care who she's dating and not dating. But she also personally. used to
0: date Matthew Perry from Friends. So
1: Who's he in Friends? Is he Ross? Chandler.
0: <laughs> we <Whatever. laughs> went through this the other day. See, he's bad with names. Okay. So Gilmore Girls should feel honored that he's learned as many as he has. As far as movies, um, she's been in quite a few mm-hmm. not. Not starring role in very many.
1: A lot of, a lot of supporting actress kind of stuff. Uh, she was in Sweet November.
0: I don't she, remember her in that, but me neither. We I. Neither. I only back. saw it once, yeah. a long time ago.
1: I do remember her in Bad Santa. <gasps> she has an infamous scene in that movie.
0: Yeah, I, that that made me almost not even watch Gilmore Girls. No, because I had not started watching it when that Say movie it came ain't out. So. Seriously, I did not like her role in that movie. Well.
1: But see, as an actress, that's good because it shows her div- her diversity, you know uh-huh. what I mean? You're thinking her as a person, but in that movie, she's a character, you know what I mean? She's playing a role, uh-huh. and that role is a bartender who likes Santa Claus, you know, or people that dress up like Santa Claus, you know, what else, what, what do you want from her, you know what I mean? She's just doing her job. Yeah. Right? Anyways. Other movies?
0: Seeing Other People, which I never heard of, and I also never heard of Lucky 13, as well as The Life Coach, although I did find it interesting that she was in the movie The Life Coach because Paris
1: has, has a life, life coach. coach. Right.
0: And I wonder if that was any inspiration huh. for that. So Might be. I like how it all comes around full circle.
1: And I mean, the actual term, life coach. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I'm going to probably get a bunch of emails, I have a life coach, what of it? But I, I hadn't heard about that till The Good War Girls. Yeah. So.
0: Um, a movie that I have heard of but didn't see was The Pacifier.
1: I, refu- I love Lauren Graham. But I refuse to watch that because it's got, what's his name in it? Vin Diesel. The the Rock. Yeah.
0: It's not The Rock. Vin Diesel.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's got one of them in it. Uh, Either way. Either way, I'm not watching it. it.
0: She was in a short film called Gnome, which I believe is on YouTube.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, I... I don't know. I was going to put that on our website, but our website has a tendency of like exposing videos that maybe aren't necessarily supposed to be on YouTube for like copyright reasons.
0: But it was okay to put um, Disenchanted?
1: I didn't do the background check on that, uh-huh. but I put it up there... If it lasts for a week, whatever, people, you can go to GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com and Disenchanted, a quick short film we talked about in our last podcast with Alexis, is on the main page. It is the short film. It's It's like like five five minutes minutes. long. So watch it while it lasts until YouTube takes it down. She's
0: pretty funny in it. Yeah, it's cute.
1: And you get to watch the whole thing. And there's also, if you want to be supportive of the the director and people that made that little short film, there's a link to buy a DVD that has that and some other compilations on it on Amazon. So, anyways, yes, there, she's in the movie The Gnome, or the quick short uh, gnome, and you can probably find it on YouTube. Some of those independent films, or you know, like ones that were made for a film festival, film festival for one reason or another, uh, are sometimes hard to come by. But uh, look around on YouTube, you can probably find it.
0: Okay, she has a couple of movies coming out in two thousand seven. Um, one of them is called Because I Said So, which I haven't heard anything about. But the other one...
1: Which I'm real excited about. ...is
0: Evan Almighty, it which is. is the sequel to Bruce Almighty. Um, and it stars Steve Carell. It stars Steve Carell, the 40-year-old virgin, and yeah, the guy from The Office. So,
1: Yeah, I, I the, heard there's supposed to be some really good special effects in that movie. And I, I like uh, Steve Carell. He's really funny.
0: In that movie, I think God contacts evan um, and wants him to build an ark to prepare for a flood so it's like a modern day noah story
1: that'd be really interesting to see because like when i read that story in the bible i always imagine like what would that be like nowadays like you know what i mean like if someone came you know like god came down and said you're gonna build this really huge boat and put two of every kind of animal on it you know what i mean like
0: we would probably have him, you know committed so As far as TV roles, she was in the sitcom Townies with Molly Ringwald.
1: Really? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Which, ironically, in season six, she said that that is her hero. Um, So I I wonder if they were like friends in real life.
1: Kind of a a link back to that, sure. The only other TV show that I remember her being in was Seinfeld.
0: She was actually like, I think, a character, a recurring character in this show. Not like Seinfeld, where she was only on it once. Okay. So, um, also she was in the sitcom M Y O B, which I assume stand for my Own business, but that one didn't make it, which thank goodness it didn't because she had signed the contract for that one before she got cast as Lorelai for Gilmore girls. And if that one had taken off, then she couldn't have done Gilmore girls.
1: Yes. So I guess we're glad that one tanked. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) That's good.
0: And like you said, as far as guest appearances, she has been on Seinfeld, as well as Third Rock from the Sun, Caroline in the City, Law and Order, News Radio, and Family Guy.
1: Family Guy. That's interesting.
0: Was it the episode where they make fun of Gilmore Girls, maybe? I doubt it. I doubt it, too.
1: And also, uh, Dan Palladino. Has uh, been directed on. that. He, he's directed some episodes before. He
0: directed the episode where they made Funny of Girls. Didn't. Oh, I don't
1: know if it was the exact same mm, one. I don't know.
0: But talking about Seinfeld, she was the one that um, ranked her speed dial.
1: Yes, and depending Jerry on.
0: Jerry kept Jerry and her stepmom kept like going back and forth being number one. Right,
1: depending on who like how, where you placed in her hierarchy of friends with where you were on the speed dial. So yeah, that was classic.
0: So that's pretty much sums it up for her filmography and bio. Um, we got a lot of comments. Thank you guys for sending in all your favorite moments about Lorelai. Um, we're not going to cover every one of them, but we do have quite a few. So I try to do these in cr- as much of a chronological order as possible.
1: Chrono- chronological as in when they sent them to you?
0: No, as in...
1: Oh, in the seasons?
0: Yep. That <laughs> way we're not jumping around. Okay. Because Lorelai, you know, we've seen her develop a lot, too. And so if we talk about season one and then go out to season five and then to season two, it's kind of confusing. So Okay. So from season one, Sarita said that her favorite moment is in Star-Crossed Lovers and Other Strangers. Um, and this is the episode where Rory went out with Dean for their three-month anniversary. So Lorelai got stuck at Friday night dinner without her. Um, and apparently Emily had set her up with a guy who was really boring. So Lorelai escaped out her bedroom window like she did when she was a teenager and Richard pretended not to know that she escaped. So I don't really remember that episode. I haven't seen watched season one in a while but yeah,
1: it's been a while since I went back and checked out season one, but it sounds cool. like
0: a funny one. It sounds like I mean I remember her always talking about escaping in her house and stuff, so mm-hmm. um and then Missy Said that hers is, um, I think, I believe it's the very next episode, um, in season one, the breakup part two, um, it's the whole episode shows Lorelai being sympathetic to Rory and trying to get her to wallow cause her and Dean broke up. And at the very end of the episode, Lorelai comes home and finds Rory on the couch in her PJs with a giant tub of ice cream oh, no. saying that she's ready to wallow. Lorelai puts a pillar on her lap and orders pizza and comforts Rory. Lorelai's reaction amazes me every time I watch it. I love how they're best friends, but here it seems that she loves her role as Rory's mother just as much. It's sad to see Rory like this, but it's easy to relate because we've all felt like that, and it shows how loving their relationship is.
1: Totally. Yeah, it's a very uh, mother-daughter whole scene.
0: And you got to have the ice cream.
1: Oh, uh, Throw the ice cream in there, and it's a match made in heaven.
0: Oh, yeah. From Season 3, Dear Emily and Richard which is an episode that we actually have done a recap on.
1: Very cool. So I've watched it
0: more recently than some episodes. Uh, But Krista said that her favorite moment is from this episode when Lorelai goes to the hospital to be with Rory for Gigi's birth. She puts aside her feelings about the Christopher situation and goes to be with her daughter. She said she liked that episode because it helps to drive home Lorelai's priorities. Rory comes first. She also likes that it flashes back to give us some background on Lorelai when she was pregnant, and I like that too. Although you obviously have mentioned before that you were not a fan of the flashbacks.
1: Yeah, only because they <laughs> can go back and listen to that episode. But um, yes, only because it really took it kind of took me out of the world of Gilmore. Like it was so it was so new, and they hadn't done flashbacks up until that point. It kind of threw me for a loop. You know what I mean? I wasn't expecting. It was like, it's like on, um, on Saved by the Bell where like all of a sudden Zach Morris could like freeze time. You know what I mean? Time out. (laughs) Yeah. And then like everybody would like freeze, like whatever they were doing in the background and he'd talk to the camera. Like.
0: (laughs) Um, no, that was hokey. This wasn't hokey.
1: No, I'm not saying it was hokey. I'm just saying don't like, I think they, didn't they just start doing that in the middle of the, the series for Saved by the Bell or he, he always had that ability.
0: Um, they didn't do it when he was when it, when it was Good Morning, Miss Bliss, but I believe right. that he'd always done it in Saved by the Bell. But then
1: there was a certain time, like a one season, they just quit doing it all together because they realized how corny that <laughs> was. So,
0: okay, so next comment I believe is also from season three,
1: right? And that one is uh, was emailed in from Jewel, and she says that her favorite moment is from the episode A Tale of Pose and Fire. And she says that her favorite moment, her favorite moment, is when Rory gets her college acceptance in the mail, and Lorelai tells her that no matter where she goes, she will come out on the other side, a better, more fantastic Rory. And so that just sort of added to, you know, I don't know, it's just like a little thing that she told Rory. So I guess that's her favorite moment. That's what it is. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that necessarily, but that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I like that. You could that.
1: just say, like, oh, congratulations, but it's cooler for Lorelai to say that you'll come out of, you know, a bigger and better Rory on the other side.
0: B- bigger and better? I don't think she said that, but... Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Freshman 15, though, you know? Never know. Okay, um, another one from season three is in the episode Keg Max from... Priscilla says that her favorite moment was when Lorelai goes with Rory to pick up Lane's backpack at the party. And when she finds out that Rory was the one that started the whole fight between Jess and Dean, she began to sing, The Wind Beneath My Wings. but That was pretty funny because she was like, wow, you started a fight between two guys. You know, do you ever know you're my hero? All that. So that was pretty good. And Sheila's favorite moment was also from season three, but it was from the episode Say Goodnight Gracie, when Rory, Rory is explaining to Lorelai how Jess freaked out when they were kissing in Kyle's bedroom, she was so concerned with what happened, she kept asking what happened in the bedroom Then what, when they got in the car, and she's like, you got to tell mommy what happened in Kyle's bedroom. It was classic Lorelai, and also when she kept waving the car behind her to move in front and he didn't, she finally stuck her head out and said, hey, we're staying in this car, we're going to die in this car, so find another freaking spot. <laughs> that is typical of her, like she'll just yell at people when she's right. in the middle of something and they're bothering her, so. So.
1: Yeah, and she—it's funny how like her mind can like switch gears and go from like having something going on to you know telling somebody off, like and then going right back to doing what she's right. doing.
0: She's good at multitasking. Uh, Sarita had another comment that she, um, or another moment that she liked, and that was from season four, scene in a mall, and that was a hilarious episode. Um, and it's when Rory and Lorelai went shopping and ran into Emily.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, they try the to pretend later. like they didn't see her first. <laughs> and then Emily, yeah, and Emily's like, hey, hey, don't act like she can't see me. <laughs>
0: her favorite part of that was during Emily's tirade in the department store. She passes a pair of Manola Blahnik shoes, and she tells Lorelai that she should get them. She says she loved Lorelai's response to saying that the shoes belong in a museum and not on anyone's feet. Given how much those go for, she would have to agree. I don't know. So Manola Blonic Mary Jane's, Totally worth the four or $500. I
1: don't even know who Manola Monix is.
0: Manola Blonic?
1: Manola. Manila.
0: Okay. You watch Sex in the City. Uh-huh. It was a shoe she talked about all the time. Oh. I still don't care. Yeah, well, you're a guy. Uh-huh. I would be kind of concerned if you cared.
1: Or well, relate that to guy world. I mean, what?
0: Um.
1: Oh, you can't. You know why? Because it's crazy.
0: Anything. It's only. It's got an apple on it. Or start starts with an eye.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that equates. It's, I mean, yes, Apple stuff is expensive, but... Uh-huh. More but
0: expensive than your sh- those shoes are.
1: Yes, but I can get stuff done. What can your shoes do?
0: Make me look good.
1: Oh. Yeah, but that doesn't make you money.
0: But it makes me feel good if you're like, oh, I love your shoes. Oh. And I love to shop, and you saw... Today, as many days that shopping always makes me happy. I see. hmm And Jewel also had a, another favorite moment, which is from the same episode, Seen in a Mall. But this is when Lorelai and Suki are getting the dragonfly in ready, and they start to run out of time as well as money. And Lorelai plans to ask Luke for a loan, but she breaks down the street and pours her heart out, and Luke consoles her. And then I think he ends up giving her the money. Which is yeah. like
1: 30K. I know. Which just goes to show you that Luke's a planner. You see, um, I don't know if he planned on loaning the money, but you know, he's doing good with that little business he has down there. That's because
0: he also is a minimalist,
1: mm hmm, has like the same clothes he's had since high school.
0: And no, he just has the bare minimum in his apartment, too, right? Plus, he owns the building, so it's like he has to pay rent and all that good stuff, so
1: and he owns the building next to it,
0: yes, he does. Okay, um, now I wanted to read an email that we received. Um, it says, hello, David and Alicia. I just started listening to the podcast. My fiance and I love it. Thanks for putting out such great analysis of this terrific show. Josh and I have been watching Gilmore Girls together since the pilot and have been loyal fans to the show. We think it's really great to listen to another couple that loves Gigi like we do. So write to Lorelei, Our favorite Lorelei moment is in the reigning Lorelai in season 4. I actually love her in the et- entire episode, but my favorite moment was definitely when she was recanting the event in Trix's basement when Emily found the rogue letter. The brothers Grimm were in the corner saying, No way! I also thought that both the girls' reactions to the fact that their family line was slightly inbred was hilarious. We also can't stop laughing about the Mom Starts Work at the Truck Stop Next Week line later in the episode. So that's all you got. Two loyal listeners up in New Hampshire. Thanks, Rachel and Josh. Well, thank you very much. We're that's glad you like our show.
1: That is awesome.
0: I like that episode too. And then later on, Emily's like, "Well, why don't you have and Lot do it?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he never lives down Pendleton Lot. That's like anything that comes up. Why don't you have Pendleton Lot do these dishes, or why don't you have and Lot wash that out? It's just ladies,
0: no. don't we all have a Pendleton Lot if you're married?
1: No. My penalin lot wasn't even around <laughs> when you were around. So, uh-huh. th- so <laughs> Yes, I guess we all have a penalin lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so um both Elisa and Anna said that they liked this moment, so I just wanted to make sure I included both of them in this. Um it was also from season four in the Raincoat and Recipes episode, which I believe I think was we the finale about, was it? Of season four. She said this is her favorite because of the way... or They said this is their favorite because of the way Lorelai acts around Luke. It all starts at the diner that morning when she tells Rory that she thinks she's dating Luke, and so when they are inside the diner, Lorelai trips and knocks everything down off the table. Then when she's setting up for the test run of the dragonfly, Luke brings her flowers and she runs to the door. They think that's really funny. I I think that was pretty funny, too. And also in the same episode, they like the first kiss between her and Luke because it was really sweet.
1: It was, and it, it was a long time coming for people that were, you know, waiting for them to get together. So
0: yeah, we also talked about that when, during the Luke analysis because yeah. that was a lot of. We covered raincoats and recipes, yeah.
1: Yeah. So another uh, listener-submitted moment was from Gilmore Guy, and he says that his favorite moment was in season five. The episode was titled "Women of Unquestionable Morals." He says that his favorite moment was the first snow when Lorelai was really excited about it being a first snow, but then uh, when the tree falls on her car, she calls Luke to come over to help her, and she was ranting like for forever. Um, he says that his favorite quote from that part was when she was like, And if anyone calls and cancels from the snow, I will charge them and kick them in the groin, but not with my right foot, my left foot, because my right foot is still frozen to the icicle water. So... I guess that was a pretty funny moment. So, And you know, and now, of course, Lorelai does it in her own special little way and makes everything funny.
0: Right. Um, Miranda I said her favorite moment was from season six, The Real Paul Anka, when Lorelai finds out that Emily and Richard are looking for houses in Stars Hollow, and she walks around with them and starts telling them how awful the town is. She doesn't stop to think of About why they're looking for houses She just thinks that Emily and Richard are looking for houses for themselves She thought that moment showed how Lorelai is quick in her feet But can also not stop and think fully about the situation before her When it comes to dealing with her parents That was pretty funny I like the way she was like I forgot all the different names she had for the streets But but it was pretty good It was
1: like uh, Carjack Alley And like (laughs) Chop Shop Lane And uh, you know she was like Oh watch out for those potholes (laughs) Right. All over the place.
0: Yeah, she was. She likes the like thirty minute separation that she has from them between Hartford and Stars Hollow, and wanted to keep it that way.
1: Yeah, and, and told them how horrible like the open sewage is. It's really close by, you know.
0: And here's one I thought was interesting. Caitlin said her favorite Lorelai moment was actually in season six in the finale, called Partings, she says she likes how Lorelai stood up to Luke and told him it's now or never for their wedding, and then she just walked away from Luke. She thinks it shows how strong she is and how much she loves him. And I like that because that was um, the most Lorelai-ish she got in season six, because the rest of the season, she didn't act like herself.
1: Or not like the Lorelai that we've been right. on for the last couple of seasons, yes.
0: Who doesn't like any let anybody walk all over, and she... It's very passive-aggressive all year, and we've talked about this plenty of times, but mm-hmm. hopefully you know, she got her backbone back, and um, she won't act like that in Season 7. And yeah. She'll act like just the way she did in the finale.
1: That was a great moment. Thanks, Caitlin.
0: Okay, that's pretty much it for our fans' favorite moments. Do you have any particular favorite moment, David?
1: Of Lorelai's? I don't know, Sugar Toast is pretty funny.
0: Oh, yeah, when she told... Rory to sprinkle her toes with sugar so that Paul Inka would like her.
1: Yeah, only only because I was just really... Maybe I was more excited that they were back together again. Mm-hmm. You know, or they, con, you know, con, consoled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That'd be mine. Sugar toes.
0: I have, I mean... I can't really think of a particular one that's my favorite. I do like, from season six, um, and 21 is the loneliest number at Rory's birthday party, how, like, they hadn't really spoken in a while, but then she's like, oh, I got a dog, and Rory looks at her, and she's like, what? He's fine. (laughs) Like, they automatically went back to, like, the way they used to be once they started talking about, because, you know, I guess she couldn't keep an animal alive Mm -hmm. when she was Right, a lot of dead hamsters. So I thought that was really cute. And I like the way she acts with Paul Inca and... I don't know. She treats him like a person, and worries about his like personality, and like, oh, you can't watch him eat. He has to be left alone to eat, and he hates broccoli and all this. So, <laughs> he
1: hates yeah, I like. Um, I of... never
0: would have thought about giving my dog broccoli in the all first right. place. So that was extra funny. But
1: I like all. Of, I like all of uh, Paulinka's little corks, or at least you know, Lorelai imposed corks that he has.
0: Right. The last thing we wanted to address about Lorelai. It's just the way that she has changed over the six years that we've gotten to know her. Um, I think that we really saw her the way she changed in Friday Nights All Right for Fighting, mm-hmm. when she was the one that actually made them all have Friday night dinner together. Whereas for the you know five and a half years before, she was the one always trying to get out of Friday night dinner and right. didn't want to have it to begin with.
1: Right. I mean, I was I was excited to or I was glad to see that Lorelai uh took sort of a leadership role like before she was still sort of playing the rebellious kid but also a rebellious kid that happens to be a a great mother you know what i mean but it was sort of almost like a really belated coming of age for her you know that she was able to stand up to her mother and her father and also try and regain control of her daughter and you know could hold her own in a conversation or you know an argument over dinner that, that happened and it was it was a good peak for her as far as her maturity level. Everything before that, she'd be a great she's a great parent, but whenever she was away from, from Rory, she'd just be like, you know, this fun, you know, sometimes ditzy lady that, you know, wasn't too serious.
0: I think she was a great role model or is a great role model for Rory as a single mother. She showed her that, you know, she, you don't I you can make it as a single mom, and you don't need a man. Right. Um, you should only have a man if you want the man, that you don't need one to get by.
1: Right. You don't You don't just get settled with some guy for financial reasons or just because it's what everybody else thinks you should be doing. Or
0: because you're lonely or whatever. Right. So I think that – and when she first started dating Max, she made it a big deal that I've never brought a guy home before. And Rory was like 16 at this point. Right. Right. So for her to go to 16 years and her mom never be shacking up with a guy in their house, that's a big deal. Sure, and uh, I know a lot of single moms, you know, that's not the case, so I think that that is, I think that's great.
1: For her character, I right. agree. Right. And well, one of the things that, you know, sort of, sort of is, is possibly going to bug me for this next one, if they don't show Lorelai interacting with April Nardini as well as she was with her own daughter, then uh, I think that's going to sort of conflict with how we know Lorelai. Like, I don't think that there's anything that would keep her from extending her, you know, parental wisdom onto another youngster who's also going to be, you know, in the family if, you know, her and Luke st- stay together.
0: Um, I don't know if we're going to see Luke and Lorelai together much this season, so I doubt that they're going to ha- be a lot of opportunities for Lorelai and April to hang out. Mm-hmm. But we did kind of get to see how she would be with April when she helped Luke with oh, yeah, April's with the birthday, birthday party. party. Yeah, okay. forgot I, about that, huh? I just about that. <laughs>
1: But that's good though. I mean, that keeps that keeps in line with who we know Lorelai is. You know what I mean? She would go in there and take control of that and make it fun.
0: I think she did a great job of raising Rory and made any sacrifice necessary, including you know coming making a deal with the devil with her parents to pay for Rory's school. So. Right. I think that as a mom, she's great. I mean, she obviously has some emotional um, issues when it comes to her relationships, Mm -hmm. you know. But...
1: I I, I think that's tough for anybody. Not having a steady guy for 16 years, it's going to be tough for anybody to try and get back into it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and when the last time you did really date was when you were a teenager. Right. (laughs) It's a whole different ballgame once you get older, so... Yeah. But I mean, I think she did a great job of waiting until Rory was 16 to even be a grown up with other guys, with guys, you know, so I'm not saying that I I agree with everything she did past that, but Mm -hmm. at least Rory was almost an adult by then and she wasn't five years old and seeing her shacking up the way Gigi saw Christopher and Lorelai in the finale. Sure. So.
1: Very confusing for the youngsters.
0: So I think that that's really important that they emphasize that in the show. And that was a big dynamic of the show. So that pretty much sums up what we wanted to talk about with Lorelai. Now to move on to the good stuff. That's right, people. The spoilers. And for all of you new listeners who have just, have just joined us since the end of Season 6, that's the music we play when we're going to discuss spoilers. And we only go one episode out with spoilers. So we're only going to cover the spoilers for the season premiere
1: right and uh,
0: i know that there's tons of spoilers for half the season out already but we're not going to talk about that because a lot of people hate spoilers and so this is just the way we compromise that
1: sure
0: plus the closer you get to an episode coming out the more accurate the spoilers are and the more detailed they are anyway so i think it works out this way but Season 7 premieres on Tuesday and the first episode is called The Long Morrow. Um a lot, lot 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 of stuff happens. As usual, I think that is the way it has in the past couple of season premieres. It picks up on the day after the last season finale.
1: That's good. That's well that's good for DVD sales. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean when you're watching them all back to back.
0: Right. And well, and that way if you if you miss season 6 and you wanted to catch up this past week,
1: you you pick up right where you left off. So
0: so Lorelai wakes up in bed with Christopher. She is confused and mortified and makes a hasty exit. And she ignores Christopher's pleas that she stay. Hmm. Once she's at home, she tries to get rid of everything that reminds her of Luke and ends up practically emptying her house. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Making me sad.
0: And by the way, um, we can post this on our website, but the CW does have a clip of the director's cut of the scene where she leaves Christopher's house. Oh, wow. So we'll put up a link to that. You don't have to watch it if you don't want it to ruin it for you, but if you want to see it. I well, mean, they've
1: it- already stayed past the uh, spoiler music, so these That's are probably true. the same type of people. That's They'll true. So just eat that stuff up.
0: Right. And in the meantime, Rory wakes up. After, you know, I guess she'd gone back to sleep after Logan left.
1: Yeah, so no no chance that, you know, the the new scene is going to be the elevator doors opening back up again and, and Luke standing there,
0: huh? Logan standing there?
1: Sorry, what I say, Luke?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it to be Luke standing there. That'd be creepy.
1: Okay, so Logan standing there. Yeah. That was a lot of people thought that. They said, oh... I thought that. you <laughs> poor thing. They thought that the next scene was going to be, or the next day was when the next season starts up, was going to show them, him coming back and say, I can't go. Nope, he's He's in
0: London. He's already there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I think that he gets there in this episode. Stupid London. (laughs) I hate London now.
1: Damn the Brits.
0: So she receives a toy rocket ship as a parting gift from Logan, and she's really confused as to what that means. Um, She thinks that she's thinking about going and staying with him for the summer, but... She learns that he bought her a ticket for a visit at Christmas. Ouch. Huh. So, and this is May or June, you know, it's picking up where the finale left off. So it's not September yet.
1: Right, um, they're going to catch up to September.
0: So this is, you know, seven months until Christmas.
1: And that's when he's going to have her come out there? Yeah. Man.
0: I would not be happy.
1: Seven months is a long time.
0: Yep. Almost enough time to carry a baby to term, you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, close to nine months. So, so in the meantime, Rory and Lorelai spend some quality time together at a racquetball court, which I think if you've watched the previews, They they do that so that they don't have to talk. Because they, they're both depressed about their men. Uh-huh, and they're the, like, we cannot talk.
1: Yeah, and they're trying to find stuff to occupy their time.
0: So they decided to play racquetball, which is really funny because I'm sure that neither one has ever played racquetball before.
1: That ought to be fun. I, I, just, I just can't wait to see them back together again and doing cute things. and
0: The back and forth yeah, Woody Banner. I love that stuff. And I've heard that... Um, I mean, this is the first official episode without the Paladinos, but I've heard that the Witty Banner is there and that Dave Rosenthal and the new writers have done a good job with that. So, you know, I'll let you guys be your own judges of that, and I will as well, but at least there's hope
1: Mm -hmm. for the season. There's also a small subplot in this upcoming episode that involves uh, Michelle and Suki arm wrestling. So that'll be kind of fun to see. Yeah. Whatever happened with their pot? Uh,
0: I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Okay. I don't know, I didn't say that. But Kirk and Taylor cause a really bizarre accident that damages Luke's diner.
1: I think and see, this is what's tough for me because we get a lot of insider information from like people that either A work on the set or went on a tour and happened to see something, or my uncle's, you know, best friend works with you know, so we we get to hear about the damaged diner like way in advance, so it's tough for me to know when I'm supposed to release that information.
0: Just don't. Just ask me. I'll just run about you. just don't say it.
1: So we're talking about it now, huh? Uh-huh. Luke's diner gets wrecked. Yes. Okay. There it is.
0: Paris decides to start a small business to help students prepare for the SATs. She meets a student named Caitlin and her mom, mm-hmm. and... After being brutally honest, which is, I'm really shocked. Yes. Paris is Paris being honest, yeah. yeah. After being brutally honest about what she thinks of Caitlin, she agrees to help her study for the SATs. But, she has her mom, has the mom and the daughter take an aptitude test to know what potential Caitlin has and what comes from genetics.
1: mom and the daughter, yeah. huh? <laughs> That's going to be great.
0: That's typical Paris. It's nice to see that she hasn't changed as much as, you know, other people have. So, she's still... The brutally honest Paris that we all know and love. And for the big news, Luke shows up at Lorelai's door and asks her to elope. But I think from the previews, she, you know, she says, I slept. I think she. this is when she tells him, I slept with Christopher. Right. So it looks like he's at her door when she's telling him that. So... Is that, is that her
1: rebuttal to let's elope?
0: And I don't know. I think that Christopher also tells Lorelai... In the previews it shows him telling Lorelai that this is it, she's the one for him. But I don't know if that's in this episode or not. Because you know how sometimes they do the previews for like two or three episodes together. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. So we'll have to wait and see. But she, he does ask her to elope. Don't think she's going to say yes because I think she tells the truth.
1: Uh-huh. Poor Luke.
0: So that's pretty much all we have for the spoilers. Um, so stay tuned. It's, it's Tuesday. You get to come. watch it. And so next week, we will talk about what happened in Season 1, or in Episode 1 of Season 7, and we'll talk about spoilers for Episode 2.
1: It's going to be awesome. Getting back in the swing of things. Yeah.
0: So, just wanted to um, mention, we got a lot of emails, because somebody forgot to tell who won the Veronica Mars DVD contest, and everybody's like... I did forget. Everybody's like, uh, can I still win? <laughs> So, no, we got, like, a response, like, within an hour of posting a podcast, and that person won. Yeah. So, that contest test is over. That was the only DVD copy we had.
1: Out and gone.
0: If we have any more, we will definitely do this contest again.
1: Mm-hmm. We have more. We still have some Gilmore Girls. So.
0: We have one season five.
1: Oh, we only have one left? Mm-hmm. Okay. So,
0: but we're saving that for something
1: big. Oh, something big, huh?
0: Yeah, I just haven't thought of it yet.
1: we just give away some of randomly. No. <laughs> I'm to get emails.
0: I want to be random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much it, guys. Until next week, thank you for listening and have a great week.